Welcome to Maximum Mom with Elise Bowie, where you'll hear from women who are navigating the same messy journey as you. Lawyering, entrepreneurship, and mothering. What a trifecta. We're here to share tips, resources, wins, losses, and encouragement for moms who are raising a family while building a law firm. So you feel less alone in your journey toward a fulfilling career and being the best mom you can be. Welcome to the Maximum Mom podcast. I am so grateful today to have Amber Russell here with me. Amber is an attorney in Texas. Amber, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you. You and I share so many of the same crazies. So (laughs) I just love that. Well, first, tell us about your practice what you're doing right now. And then I'm going to ask about your family, but tell us a little bit about your practice. Okay. So my practice is my newest baby. (laughs) Speaking of family, Um, but I opened Mm -hmm. my law firm about a year ago. I've been practicing almost 20 years. Started on the defense side um, at a big international firm, but I've always had a heart for the little guy in the David versus Goliath type battles. So switched to PI like seven years ago and then opened my own firm during COVID. We do primarily personal injury. Um, We represent all plaintiff side. And then we also do condemnation. So we represent property owners when the government tries to come in and take their property at way less than it's worth. So we help them fight for maximum value on that as well. We're seven people right now, three attorneys, four staff members across three offices. And it is awesome. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Well, tell us about your family so we can get the full picture of what this really looks like. Awesome. So I have an amazing blended family. I've got four kiddos. I've got my two bios. Gosh, we just all had birthdays. So now we have 11, 13, and then my two bonus, I have 16 and almost 19. So we've got a freshman in college and one about to start middle school. So that's kind of our range, sixth grade to sophomore in college. Wow. And do you have pets? I do. I do. Yeah. I'm a huge animal person. So we've adopted over the last couple of years, a dog, a little terrier, Italian greyhound mix, who is amazing. Um, People who hate dogs need her and they're like, oh, well, I like this one. (laughs) She's fantastic. And then this last year we adopted a little cat named Loki and he lives up to his name, full of mischief, but also charming. So that is oh, that amazing. is our wild and crazy household. And then I've got my awesome husband, Brent, as well. And we split time between the two cities that our kids and our offices are in. So, wow. So when you say between your kids and your offices, so you have an office in both the cities? Yes. So we opened here in Austin, but I've been practicing across the state of Texas really the whole time, almost 15 years And so it was very logical to start our office here. Then we opened an office in the DFW area, actually up in Frisco, Mm -hmm. which is super fun. Frisco, when I grew up, was like, you know, a map dot. There was barely anything there. Now, DFW is so huge. We're in Frisco in the Star, where the Cowboys headquarters is, and it is vibrant and fun. Our Austin office is in the Hill Country. I don't know if you can see the trees behind me. So we have like this beautiful rolling hill country office on the one side. On the other side, we've got like the urban cool Dallas office. And then right in the middle, we have Waco. So two of our kids go to school here in Austin. We've got one in school in Frisco. And we have one that just finished her freshman year at the University of Michigan. So we're all over. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. I absolutely love that. Now, do you have homes? I'm just like digging into all the things. Yeah. Homes in both cities. Yes. And it has made it so much easier because then it doesn't feel like we're ever, um, you know, just kind of on the road. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. when both cities were within three minutes of the office. And so I always joke that makes my commute wonderful and awful because it's only three minutes when I'm in the city, but three and a half hours to go between offices. So, right. Wow. I can only imagine the complexity of your calendar. We like, have it, several Excel spreadsheets. Oh yeah. <laughs> I bet. I bet, I bet you're tapping out Excel's abilities. Oh yes. Well, and you know, when you've got an age range of about eight years, all the different activities they have going on too. So that takes quite a bit. But Oh, it is wild. I mean, there are times when I look back because we had six, so we had a blended family with six and we had a time, one time where all six children had a parent teacher conference night on the same night and all six different schools. (laughs) So it was literally like this entire insanity. And that night really exemplified for me just how crazy it was when I was like, hmm, I was like, I guess maybe we don't have to be so like, you know, individually attuned to each child's educational needs and (laughs) have kids in all these different schools. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Well, I just love that. And I love your enthusiasm and just you can hear it in your voice. You're just energy level around it. And you made some comment before we came on this podcast (laughs) and it really stuck with me. You talked about the vocabulary of, you know, how do you refer to things? Tell us about that. Well, so, you know, we have a lot of commitments and obligations and events. And I kept hearing myself tell people I was busy. I got, oh, I'm so busy this week. Oh, it's a busy week. And busy has such a negative connotation, like I don't want to be busy. And so I just decided to take that word out of my vocabulary because I don't see my life as busy. I see it as very full. So I tell people I have a full week or I have a full schedule, but it's full of things that I love. And so it's easy to be more happy and optimistic when I focus on it that way, because there's not a thing I would change. I am so grateful to have all the events to go to, to have four kids that aren't embarrassed of us and will let us come. get one more in middle school if I can keep that trend going but it's been really wonderful and I'll tell you the kids have been super supportive with starting my own firm I I wondered about that you know it's hard when you go from individual contributor to business owner because it doesn't stop as the business owner you don't finish your project you're constantly trying to make sure okay everybody's taking care of everything's getting done and if something falls it falls on you so I was wondering how that would go and I'll tell you just a quick story as I was launching the second office. And I was like, really very full that week, very full. I was putting my daughter, the youngest to bed. And I just had that mom guilt kind of sinking in of, I haven't seen her all day. I'm putting her to bed. And um, she asked me, she said, you know, how was your day? And I said, well, you know, we've got a lot going on at the firm, but it's going well. And she goes, I just want you to know how proud I am of you. And I was like, well, I wish I could have been recording it at that moment, but I was trying to mentally record it. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. What do you mean? And she said, I just want you to know, I see you living your dreams. And so now I know that I can make all my dreams come true. And then she fell asleep and probably doesn't remember it at all. But (laughs) it was was really uplifting because you do balance a lot. And um, it was wonderful to see that. And, And really all four kids have just been so supportive. They come to the events, they come to the launch parties. They pitch in stuffing envelopes because we're hosting a big party in June. So I've had lots of help on pulling that together. And 
it's just been really a fun experience as a family. Oh, I think it's just awesome. And what an amazing opportunity for your daughter, like she said, to see you living your dream. I mean, that's powerful. Yeah, thank you. And that's why I say that because, man, there's plenty of nights where I'm like, oh, did I spend enough time? Did I do this right? Did I, you know, and it's so easy to, especially because we are high achievers, we are perfectionists sometimes. And so you're wanting to do everything perfect and we can be so hard on ourselves. And so to be able to see it through your children's eyes in such a positive way has been really nice. So. Oh, I just think that was such a blessing to have that conversation with her. And on yes. that particular night, too, when you were kind of having those feelings like, yes, it. I mean, she just couldn't have really, you know, touched your heart more importantly at that moment. Absolutely. That's amazing. Well, in one thing, I don't know if you've read it. There's a book. I mean, I talk about it a lot. Um, It's called The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan. And I mean, I've said this a lot. I mean, Dan Sullivan and I don't agree on many things like politically <laughs> and all kinds of things. But um, that being said, this book, I think, was so helpful because just like you mentioned how we all are so kind of type A, high achieving, yeah. often perfectionists, we can be kind of controlling. Like there's a lot of things that drive <laughs> some of us, you know, to law school. And we often are looking ahead, you know, at those goals that we have. But the reality is when we get even close to our goals, we move the goalpost ahead even further. So we constantly have a gap in our what we're achieving. And if we're only looking forward focused and we are never actually turning back and actually looking at the gains we've made, the very calculated, measurable gains, it is so easy to constantly be being hard on yourself and being like, oh gosh, I'm not meeting my goals because you're never going to meet your goals because you're type A and you're going to move the darn goalpost every single time. Yes. And I will just add on to that to saying whether you're a business owner or you're a partner and you're no longer going through kind of the associate review or even um, like I'll say my friends are stay-at-home moms. When you no longer have an annual feedback process where someone comes to you and sits you down and says, here's what you did well this year. Here's what you can improve on. If you don't find a way to do that for yourself, you're always going to feel like you're in the gap because I found that was a huge change for me is um, in the last part of my career is going, okay, nobody's going to sit down anymore and tell me like, good job, you hit this goal or good job, you know? And so I've had to find ways as I build things for my team to try to make sure they're getting that positive feedback. I try to do the same for myself. And I know we're always going to fall last on that um, as far as taking care of ourselves, but I do try to really stop and enjoy the wins when they happen. I think it is so important and it is so wise of you to realize that so early on in your business ownership, because I think so many owners don't realize just how important that is in being able to sit in some of the wins and actually celebrate them. I mean, I've made very concerted efforts to celebrate certain wins with something, you know, whether it's a trip or something meaningful to me in some way, you know, where, and I mean, I bought jewelry one time for something and every time I put on that ring that I got, I think of, you know, what happened and where we have come from and where we achieved. And that's been really positive. I love that. I love having a, um, an item, a something to look at and think about and something that reminds you of it, because it is amazing. The significance of having something physical to, to jog your memory, especially when we do get 
to just running at such a fast pace. So I like that. We have a, a well, team happy hour spot that we go to anytime yeah. we have a win. Now you might see it yeah. there on regular day too, but if you see my whole team there, we may not be able to say what the win was. <laughs> if it's That's a confidential awesome. mediated settlement, but just know right. we're there because we are happy. <laughs> That is awesome. We do something similar. We're a remote firm, so we don't have all those office spaces. So we have um, a Slack channel. It's a celebration channel where we really point out wins and point out, you know, when a team member is doing something awesome or, you know, whatever that needs to be celebrated. And I love seeing that, you know, in our, just in our culture and in our community of our firm, because I think honoring those wins is such an important point because the work we all do is difficult. I mean, yeah. we have to just own that, you know, yeah. like, yeah, it is stressful. There's a lot of deadlines and it can be very difficult. Yeah. I'm really curious. Tell us a little bit about how do you and your, your husband, how do you all navigate this? I mean, really busy existence. You mentioned your husband works as well. Yeah. What does he do? So he works for a company out of Seattle and he works, uh, he has oh. an office in Dallas and in Austin. And sometimes we're up in Seattle. Um, so you're in one of my very favorite cities. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of juggling. And I'm thankful we're both we're both so supportive of one another's careers and encouraging. And I think part of the victory there is that we both came into it very secure and in, in who we were. And so we can celebrate each other's wins with just full vigor. Like Anything that he does that gets positive, you know, he gets written up on a news article or something. I'm like excited. I'm the first one. If I can get there, I'm the first one posting it on social media and celebrating him and vice versa. We're also both very interested in, you know, talking about just the current events and how they impact the law or how they impact corporations. And so I think because we're interested in each other and each other's work and we both attained a level where we feel just very good about where we are and it's about supporting the other person, that it works really well. Um, That's so awesome. Like I said, we've got multiple spreadsheets. So we just put blocks on there of must be here, have to be here. You know, this post-COVID world, it's so interesting when you mentioned most of your team being remote, we're going that way as well. We're making it available for anyone that wants to be remote Mm -hmm. because let's face it, I mean, COVID showed us we can do almost, almost everything virtually. And so it's nice. That's made it a lot easier for us as well to be able to, um, I had a mediation recently and I had a client, she was pretty ill, contagious, ill, viral ill, but she was able to be on the mediation, but I was like, great, because we can do it virtually. And if we hadn't been able to, we would have had to cancel it, but um, yeah. yeah, so that helps being not only supportive of each other, having the ability to work virtually we drive back and forth together whenever we can, which is nice. Right. Um, so one of us will be working and one of us will be driving. And when when mm-hmm. we're not, and I'm going up on the Bond Lane, man, I am more productive on that bus in three and a half hours than I can probably be in a full eight hour workday because nobody's calling me, Love nobody's it. coming in. Right. I can't I can't get up to help with anything. I am in my chair and I'll usually knock out some big writing project on that. It's nice. That's awesome. Well, one thing I want to mention, because I know you said you and your husband haven't like read it or used it. There is an amazing book and card game out there that I know people have heard me talk about called Fair Play by Eve Rodsky. I haven't and heard of it. I 
Oh my gosh, it is game changing because I mean, you all sound like you do an amazing job. You have your Excel spreadsheets and you have a lot of communication. (laughs) And I know, you know, couples who do not do this so well, where one person is just handling the bulk of that mental load and doing all of this, the work at home, in addition to their work outside the home. Well, Fair Play literally brings an entire organizational system into your home to bring that gender equity into all those things that need to happen. And the card game, it's a hundred cards and 40 of those are the kid related cards. So when you think about that and you think that there are 40 kid related cards to raising a family, it's pretty daunting to realize, you know, how much work goes into it. And Fair Play just does a brilliant job of bringing it down and I mean, the high level is it teaches you how to learn to do the CPE, conceptualizing, planning, and executing of all those 100 cards, and then figuring out how do you have an owner mindset so that each card is just owned by one parent so that it can become more equitable in those homes where it is not starting equitably. Truly game changing. I highly recommend, you know, you all checking it out. It would probably bring insight even to a couple yeah. like you all who are doing it so well. I love that. Yeah, it is wildly helpful. Have you ever felt overwhelmed with everything there is to do within your legal practice? How do you keep up with your legal work while making time for growing your practice and attracting clients? Do important things like deadlines and even your family fall through the cracks? This is why you should join us at the number one conference for legal entrepreneurs, Max LawCon. We're going to be focused on helping practices scale and bringing calm to the order. This conference is curated in order to accelerate your implementation. Based on where you are in your legal practice, we're going to help you identify exactly what is most important right now. When you leave Max LawCon, You go home with complete clarity, focus, and a plan to make 2022 your best year ever. And not only your best year in terms of revenue, but your best year in terms of time. Time back with your family. More time to do the work that is in your zone of genius. Only taking the clients that you like. And more money in your pocket. It's all at the Maximum Lawyer Conference. Max LawCon is a two-day event on Thursday, June 2nd and Friday, June 3rd in St. Charles, Missouri. Seats are filling fast. Grab yours today at www.maxlawcon2022.com. One thing I'm curious about, like as we switch a little bit to talk about just the business, I know a lot of people, you know, struggle with the idea of opening their own practice, the whole idea of Are you working in the business? Are you working on the business? So for you right now, are you still in cases doing actual work in the business or are you only working on the business as the CEO of the business? So I split my time 50-50. I would have trouble giving up the legal aspect of it. I do enjoy it. I love the thrill of the presentation, whether it's opening arguments or it's a mediation or, you know, even just crafting those demand letters um, that we spend so much time on here. But I'd say I split it 50-50. And I can see how any number of percentages could work, but you've got to know your own vision and how you want to practice. Oh, yeah. Um, I think when I opened the firm, I thought that I could do like 80-20, but Mm -hmm. wanting to grow the business, that was not going to (laughs) happen. 
<laughs> and so I had to make that decision early on. I was either going to hire and get enough help that I could go 50-50, or I was going to have to change the vision on how quickly I wanted to grow. And so I'm grateful because this is a very difficult time to be hiring. Um, I'm grateful that I found some awesome attorneys to work with here. And so that has made it possible for me to do 50-50. And right. turns out, I love the management side of it. The marketing, the creative part, it's fun. And I've always wanted to have more active role in mentorship. And so owning the firm, when you bring on new attorneys, you can own as much of that as you want. And I love being able to pour into it. So that part. Oh, I think that's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about, I mean, what is your vision and how did you come up with a vision of what you were trying to do? I think that is like such an important first step in all this ownership. And I think a lot of people get tripped up on that, or they get going without a vision. Tell us a little bit about why you thought a vision was so important. Yeah. Well, I would start even one step earlier in that a vision is not possible without a pause. And so I tell people that mine was maybe not voluntarily imposed. I got COVID and (laughs) I got it during Uh the winter freeze. I don't know if you remember Valentine's Day a year and a half Mm -hmm. ago in Austin, right? We were making the national news because we had no power. We had no water. Everybody was shutting their homes. There was ice, snow. And then my husband and I both had COVID at the same time. So we were stuck in bed in a home with (laughs) no distractions. And um, it really gave me time to pause and go, okay. What is it that my, how would I define my vision? How would I spell it out? But even from then of spending a solid amount of time dedicated to thinking about how do I want to do things? What do I want it to look like? Trying to maintain that flexibility. And I think this goes back to sometimes being more type A and and law school types. We don't want to change anything because maybe that means we weren't doing it right. When I've I've really learned that's not the case. It just means we're constantly improving. Um, So take something as simple as our logo. Our first logo, I mean, I think, you know, shortly after coming up with the, okay, we're going to open, we're going to launch. I think I went out and spent $15 on like a quick, you know, little law symbol I could find. I wanted to do it right. I didn't want to copy and paste something that was not legitimately mine. So I went out and bought the rights for $15 to this little stock image. And it worked for a few months, but, you know, as we grew, I kind of looked at it and I went, "Mm, it doesn't really look like us. That just looks like law cut and paste. So We ended up getting a graphic designer and getting our own logo. And I love it. But that's part of also just being okay with going, okay, what's the next gen? Not why was that one not working, but what's the next gen of it? And so as I was working through um, being the only lawyer with a team of awesome staff members, I realized that there's also to be able to get to be able to do what I was loving um, as far as growing the firm, marketing, mentoring, all that. I would have to also have a bigger legal team to be able to do it. Right. And so, um, yeah, so the vision was evolving for me. It was a initial kind of let's spend time to think about what matters and then continue to be flexible with how you implement it. And so while the basic vision hasn't changed, I did a a missions and values statement real early on. And the very first person that came onto the team with me is my administrative director. She's fantastic. She did 20 years at like a huge company at Aetna and came over. And so she also understood how important it was to get that foundation right as you expand. It's going to, so we got that part. What is our purpose? What is our our mission statement? And then from there, have just figured out ways to make it grow exponentially. Wow. Do you have a thought like right now of where you're trying to go growth wise? Yeah. I mean, I, I think in the next five years, we'll probably be a team of 10 to 15 lawyers across the three cities 
Um, I'd like to have people more kind of across the ranks. So you've got, you know, senior, mm-hmm. mid-level and junior so that as I can continue to mentor, but then that can also be another generation of people mentoring right. um, and passing it on. So that is awesome. I love that. That's amazing. Well, I mean, it's so fun to talk to somebody who's so new in their ownership, you know, journey. Yes. Do you have any recommendations? I mean, I'm sure you've been like reading books or listening to podcasts. Like what has been something that has really helped you on this journey? Yeah, I think, you know, so there's one book in particular I read and I was going to look over my shoulder and see if I had it back there. The law firm of your dreams, right? So, oh yeah. I went straight to this. I think finding someone who is willing to share information with you is vital. So I would say two things, right? This was the book I read, John Fisher, Law Firm of Your Dreams. Um, And then I found uh, boots on the ground of people that would talk to me day to day who already had their own firms. And number one, get out of your head that there's any dumb question because there's not. I love it. Now people call me and they go, oh, I know you started your own firm. Can I ask you a dumb question? And I'm like, no, because it doesn't exist. But ask me whatever question you want to ask me. Totally. Uh, so that book gave me a basis that I could just constantly go back to. And um, John is very giving with his time and information and um, gave us a good foundation. Right. Because you don't have an employee handbook when you start your own firm. So you're either drafted from scratch or you find someone that's willing to share and then you meld it into your own vision to make it work. So that helped. John is just an amazing human. I mean, he he just has a heart of gold. I totally agree. He's been so wonderful to us. So we were grateful that he shared, especially like his, we call it our run book, you know, everything that's employee policy, how we do Mm -hmm. things. It was just a really helpful framework. And then we applied our policies, our purpose, our goals, and made it fit. And so I love that. And then we keep it as a live document so that as we add policies and change them, that everybody has access to it. And then, yeah, I do a lot of uh, lunches and in-person stuff where I meet with other business owners in town. And I will say for anyone that's listening that is kind of more in the big firm life, one of the things that I thought was huge about stepping out of, you know, an 800 person law firm, there wasn't a lot of cross firm communication because it's very competitive when you've got your firm trying to get one corporate client's business. So nobody else is going to help you at another firm. What I have found on our side is people are willing and eager to share information. And so it's been wonderful to be able to take that information and now to be in a position to also share it it's fun and it really helps you move along a lot faster than just trying to feel around in the dark. Absolutely. Well, and I really have to encourage people to look at the Maximum Lawyer Guild if they haven't signed up for that, because that is an amazing group of people who are so generous with their knowledge and expertise. And the Guild offers all kinds of things, whether it's masterminds or, you know, obviously there's the Max Law conference. But I mean, I agree with you. People just fall over themselves to help you rather than the reverse. And it's so different than when you're in a big law firm. It is. um, Oh, it's just radically different. And I mean, I know as somebody who helps people regularly, I mean, I get asked daily by people, you know, if they can hop on a call with me or whatever. And I always make time for those things because it's just, I mean, there's a lot to learn in doing what you're doing. And you're on obviously a very rapid, steep trajectory. I mean, because you have gone and grown very quickly. Yeah. And 
Yeah, that's pretty powerful. And I think that, I mean, I love that, you know, John was part of that journey because I think John has just really made a real effort in with the masterminds he puts on as well and the books he's written. I mean, he has really helped people, I think, you know, get started on the right foot. Yes, absolutely. And that's what it's all about. Like we're all out here. There doesn't have to be competition. Let's get everybody set up for success. And so if people are willing to be vulnerable and reach out, I'm always willing to help. So yeah, me as well. Well, I am so glad. And Amber, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate Getting to know you and your energy level just inspires me. I mean, I love people like you who have that energy and just that high. I mean, you have such a good growth mindset and just an amazing presence. And so I love that. And I am going to think of you every single day as I refer to my life now as full. (laughs) And so thank you. And I really appreciate you being with me today. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Oh, thank you. I will. I will. And I'll tell you why, because the end of this week, I'll I'll let you go, but I have to tell you this. We launched a nonprofit scholarship fund and we are choosing our five scholarship winners this week. So it's for first females who who are either the first in their family to go to college or who have overcome significant obstacles. We're doing five $10,000 scholarships. So the applications just closed. We've got them all printed and ready to go out and go through. And I'm so excited. So That's amazing. That is going to be absolutely spectacular. I can't wait to see that. I'm sure you're going to put it on social media. Okay, when is it? When are May 13th is when we announce. And then we're having our summer celebration party um, June 4th to celebrate them. And it'll both be an anniversary party for the firm. And it'll be the first anniversary of the scholarships and the recipients will come. I don't know if you've been to Austin, but we have this cool restaurant called Oasis out on the lake. So we've got the top floor of the Oasis. We've got a band coming. It's going to be so much fun. So yes, my energy is just going to keep going up, up, up this week. (laughs) I just love that. Well, congratulations. And I can't wait to see about that and see the recipients. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just think that's amazing. I mean, kudos to you putting that in place and making that a priority so early on in your law firm ownership. I mean, you are just kind of rocking it out of the park. I just love this. (laughs) Well, thank you. And again, thank you for reaching back out when I reached out to you. I think you do exemplify everything we've been talking about today as well. And so I really appreciate it. I look forward to my next trip up to Seattle so we can meet in person. Um, And if you're in Austin, let me know. And yeah, be on the lookout for SOAR Scholars, S-O-A-R, Scholarship Opportunity and Relationships coming out soon. I love it. Good for you. Well, definitely enjoy your week and have so much fun with that. Thank you. Bye, Lisa. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Mom Podcast, a production of Maximum Lawyer Media. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. See you next time.